0: Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I hope you are enjoying this week of me playing back, my favorite podcasts over the last eight years of podcasting. Yesterday, I aired Jessica Smith's interview about yoga. And I told you guys, you know, a long time ago when I did this, it really was life changing for me. Today is the second part of that. I'd love to hear your feedback from that. You guys can always go to heidysaintjohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I might even see at some point soon if Jessica can come back on. But in the meantime, Hope you guys will listen in and be encouraged. Guys, I'm on my way to Waco, Texas right now with my family. Thanks to everybody that's come out and seen us these last several weeks while we've been on the road. It is always a joy for me to interact with you, to hear what God is doing in your lives. I love hearing what God is doing in your lives through the ministry of Mom Strong International, which really is my heart, the same as Jessica's, which is to point you back to the truth of the word of God. And I want to help you to prioritize the study of God's word in 2019. I'm going to encourage you to learn it, to live it, and then to take a position like Jessica is doing and actually lead in the culture. Right now we're in the middle of a brand new Bible study on discernment. We're studying What God says about discernment and really this issue of yoga, which is why it was so compelling to me when I met Jessica the first time, this is really a discernment issue. It's us saying to the Lord of Heaven's armies, Father, open my eyes so that I can see the truth around me according to and through the lens of scripture through the power of your Holy Spirit. So if you haven't joined us yet at MomStrong International, I want to encourage you to do that. You can start a MomStrong International group uh, in your home or in your church. You can become a leader. Through an application process. But again, it's our goal at Mom Strong International to encourage you and help you prioritize the study of God's word so that you can learn it, pass it on to your children and those around you uh, in positions of leadership. So I want to thank you guys for doing that. Also, thanks for leaving reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. If you haven't shared the podcast with a friend, this is a Great episode to share because the Christian community is struggling right now with our identity in Christ. And one of the things I love about Jessica Smith is that she is unashamedly proclaiming the truth of the Word of God and relating it back to the culture. So if you didn't hear uh, Friday's podcast, you're going to want to go back and listen to that. But Jessica has been involved in yoga for many, many years. She was, she became a certified yoga teacher and a master level reiki practitioner jessica has a powerful testimony and she's going to share that with us today jessica smith welcome back to the podcast
1: thanks so much for having me back heidi i appreciate
0: it so we've been having a very compelling discussion about yoga and why it is not compatible with the word of God in any way, even if we label it as Christian, even if we say, but I'm doing this for the Lord, or I'm listening to worship music, what do you say to the people? Because this was a question that came into me. What do you say to the mom who wrote to me just a couple of weeks ago? And she said, I, I do my yoga poses, uh, listening to Christian worship music, listening to the word of God. What do you say to that? mom okay I would say well what if you
1: put on worship music while you were playing the Ouija board or what if you put on worship music while you were having a seance at your house would that sanctify it would that make it holy absolutely not because it's not it's a, it, by nature of what it is it is a pagan practice it is a practice that is opening oneself to the dark spiritual realm and by yoking. To the dark spiritual realm, opening oneself and, and yoking or um, becoming one with inviting in mm-hmm. invoking the, the spiritual realm that, that is not on the side of the Lord. So I would say you know, if there's a lot of things to do instead, and that's when people, one thing that people, uh, you know, wonder, well, can I still do the stretches? And we, we touched on this just lightly last Friday, Heidi, but, um, I think it's a really good question to bring up. Like, well, what can I do then? (laughs) I need to stretch. And Heidi, you mentioned that uh, when you were doing yoga, it it really, you felt like it was really helping you physically. And that's the thing guys is it's movement. There's nothing magical about yoga. It's just, it's moving. It's, Properly stretching. It's properly toning. It's exercising regularly. That's what, that's why you feel like it's helping your back because you're moving. So I would encourage, you know, if you are seeking yoga just for exercise or stress relief, I'd encourage you to do regular stretches and, and toning. And if you need help with that, um, you know, there's books on stretching and proper stretching on, on Amazon, or I'm sure that I've been looking for uh, an alternative that I can point people to and I haven't found a really good, you know, just pure stretching and toning alternative. So I do have it on the horizon. Um, once things settle, yeah, with aren't the new you baby. working on something? Yeah. I have, aren't you working on something? <laughs> yeah. Until I got really sick in this pregnancy, uh, and everything's on hold right now, but, uh, it, those I, babies, I, I tell <laughs> you what, they're worth it. Um, true true tone fitness. Um, I am planning on creating an alternative just so I have something to point to people that I know doesn't have spiritual undertones, but, um, and, and that points people how to stretch and tone in a healthy way, um, where they're not going to get, you know, get injured. Um, and a lot of yoga classes, uh, aren't necessarily even doing the poses correctly. So you have to be careful. (laughs) I'll be careful there too. Right. But, um, I will say, you know, just pointing people to stretching and toning and, and get a good book from the library or on Amazon on how to do that properly or going for a walk and stretching. Um, you know, walking is great exercise or swimming or anything where you're going to be moving. Um, you know, swimming takes a lot of the stress off the body. It's a, it's great exercise. It yoga is not the only thing that is going to help your body. And in fact, um, Satan doesn't care about your body. He's going to let your body feel better after doing yoga because he doesn't care about your Boy, body. that's he a great point. He wants, yeah, he wants your that, soul.
0: <laughs> that is a great point. Uh, you and I have talked about this before, but I want to just read it for listeners. The Bible says, this is the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 to 21, that we are God's ambassadors. Starting in mm-hmm. verse 11, it says, because we understand, our fearful responsibility to the Lord. We work hard to persuade others, which is what you're doing, Jessica. God knows that we are sincere and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So that you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems you're crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who has who has died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. This is verse 18. This is where it gets awesome. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. And so we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. This is the Apostle Paul saying, listen, we don't look at things from a human point of view anymore. We look at things through the lens of scripture, according to how God wants us to view the world. And that should translate into every area of our life. And I think really, Jessica, that is Probably that, in a nutshell, what you're trying to do is get Christians who are seeing this area of their life as sort of a side, uh, sort of on the side, like put it up on a shelf. Here's what we do, and it's okay. But the Apostle Paul's reminder us that everything that we do should be done as ambassadors for Christ. And I've noted one of the things I love about your ministry is that you point people back to Christ. You're saying, "Listen, participating in yoga not only affects us, but it's putting our stamp of approval." On a pagan spiritual practice, and that in effect leads others away from Christ and not to Him. Uh, what do you say to the person who who says, "Oh, nobody, nobody, ma- it doesn't matter to anybody but me"? Well, I
1: think that's just an amazing point that is absolutely, absolutely so important to to consider because you know, in our in, on Friday when we were having this conversation, we established that it, it does affect us. We established that the poses alone just you know quote unquote exercise part alone is is impossible that even just doing the poses starts activating the spiritual realm and starts um leading you on a path away from christ we looked at three different um three different sources that that pointed to that um but all that aside is what you just brought up is such a great point that we are christ ambassadors and by putting our stamp of approval on this practice what is that saying to others is this uh, something that putting our stamp of approval on this is that going to lead others to christ or further away from christ even if they just do the poses alone that's going to lead them away from christ but if they start digging into uh, to the yogic teachings start digging in a little bit deeper then the can of worms is going to
0: really start coming out. Um, Well, and you also established that that's kind of the point of it. right they're saying listen all these gurus these people that actually know what they're doing are saying yeah yeah come into it and just do the poses 99 Mm percent poses one percent uh one percent practice but you're saying you can't separate the two right yeah yeah the gurus are saying don't talk about the philosophy
1: just do the poses and and that's what's going to you know lead them away spiritually and um and I'm saying, you know, a, a lot of times people will say, oh, well, it, it makes me feel so peaceful. And, and I just want you to consider two things with, with that. Number one, again, Satan's going to let you feel peace. That is something that absolutely um, led me astray is that I started depending on my feelings instead of the, the truth of the word of God. And what I discovered was <laughs> a decade later that feelings... Feelings of peace, esoteric experiences, um, you know, experiencing these things uh, and feelings of love, um, you know, deep in meditation or after doing a yoga practice. Those are absolute manipulations of the demonic realm. And and Satan is going to let you feel those things because again, he doesn't care if you feel warm and fuzzy. He wants to deceive you. And I just want you to consider, you know, what if there is somebody around you who is not unlike myself, who, you know, maybe they were, maybe they grew up in a Christian home, or maybe they're just questioning, or maybe they're just looking for truth. Maybe they never have been a Christian, maybe they've never been exposed to it. And they're seeking a path of truth. And they think, oh, well, I know, you know, I know this strong Christian woman who loves Jesus, and she goes to yoga and you know, maybe I've heard that yoga is a spiritual path. So certainly there must not be anything wrong with it. I'm going to go try that. And she goes to a yoga class and she thinks, wow, this really makes me feel super peaceful. I like the way it makes me feel. So she keeps going, keeps going, gets deeper and deeper into it, which is the goal of yoga, which is what happens. You know, it's a spiritual path and paths take you places and and it will take you deeper Um, that, you know, she's going to be led. By your example, she is being led on a path of pagan practice, of a path of divination, a path that is just full of demonic spiritual mm-hmm. openings that is going to lead her further away from Christ until she finally reaches the point where like, why do I need why would I go to church? You know, why would I look at the Bible? The further one gets into yoga, the further away it takes them from Christ. and that's the whole purpose of it. It, it it's a pagan practice that leads you away from christ not to them so i just i think of that verse you know first corinthians 10 23 to 24 everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial everything is permissible but not everything is constructive nobody should seek his own good but the good of others and also the lord causes us not to cause anyone to stumble in first corinthians 10 31 to 33 he says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that you may be saved. So even if yoga was, you know, good for you, which it's not because we've clearly established that it's not good for you spiritually. Um, it, there, There's another component to be considering. And that is, that we are to represent the Lord. And by putting our stamp of approval on this, we are not representing the Lord's heart as he clearly outlines in his word.
0: Are you homeschooling your kids? Well, I wanna recommend the Institute for Excellence in Writing. If you are looking for a course that's gonna breathe life into teaching language arts to your kids, IEW is for you. It's comprehensive. It includes writing, grammar, and vocabulary. And I want to encourage you to check out IEW's Fix-It Grammar. And it's been integrated with structure and style for students. This is broken down into achievable steps that are going to give your students success. Try it for free for three weeks at IEW.com forward slash Heidi even if it's done innocently and i think this is what this is what listeners need to hear i mean this is what you know, like I said before, I have never been deep into yoga, but especially if I'm traveling and I need to, you know, if I'm trying to stretch on my back, I will do the poses that I learned in physical therapy. And I mentioned it, I think once or twice on the podcast and man, some of my listeners like ate me for dinner. I was like, Hey, but you know what I realized after, after I was talking to you, I realized, Oh my goodness, this is a part of my ambassadorship using the platform that God has given me to speak truth. And I know that some listeners are going to have a hard time with this. There's some people right now who are listening to this who feel that they're being attacked or who feel like they're being criticized. And I just want to encourage you, we need to be opening our eyes to what God says in his word, setting our pride aside and saying, Father, what what can I do to make my life that living testimony, that ambassadorship that you want it to have? Jessica, I want to dive into the topic of meditation with you for the next couple of minutes, because it's another, it's, it's also a question I get because the Bible talks about meditating on the word of God. There's a right way to meditate and a wrong way to meditate. Um, and so I'm wondering, can you touch on that for just a second? First of all, answer the question, what is meditation? Because I think that there are, probably that there are two definitions of meditation that i am aware of that are really at odds with each other but it seems to me that more and more christians are conflating the two so can you uh, define what meditation is and then maybe um juxtapose the the uh them with uh what the bible says about meditating on the word of god well sure absolutely um that's a really Great point too,
1: Heidi, because it's being so confused in our culture. And this is another one of Satan's tactics. He takes something that the Lord originated, something that's good, meditation, that the Lord gives us instruction to do in his word. He tells us to meditate over and over. Um, and if you're interested, actually, I have a word study on this on my website as well on meditation that shows um, I did a, a strong Concordance study where every time the word meditation shows up in the King James version. Uh, I show you the context and what it means so that you can go back to the word of God and see that very clearly what the Lord's definition of meditation is to think about, to, um, you know, to, to say, to read his word out loud, to think about it. Um, you know, you read his word and, and throughout the day, you're thinking about how it's applying to your life. That's meditating on the word. Now, Satan has taken that definition And he's twisted it and he's turned it and he's confused it in our culture to lead people away from thinking about the Lord and into opening their minds and, and becoming receivers to the dark spiritual realm, which is what he does. And he uses the same word meditation because isn't that confusing? Um, If you look at, if you look at the original Webster's Dictionary, I think it was 1824 or something like that, when the original Webster's Dictionary came out. If you look up meditate or meditation, um, it, it actually, it, it, it actually lists a Bible verse as the example, and, and it talks about how it's, um, you know, revolving something in the mind and, and that you're thinking about it, focused thought. There was only one definition back then, <laughs> and you look in the dictionary. Now, if you look in the dictionary, there are two definitions, very antithetical. There's still the biblical definition, but there's also one that talks about clearing the mind, about opening oneself. And it talks about how the definition um, mentions that it is a spiritual practice to open the mind and to clear the mind, to let go of thoughts. So anytime you see any sort of mindfulness, it has lots of different names associated with it, guys. Um, but but basically, yeah, mindfulness is the big one, I think. Yes, mindfulness is the main one. Which anytime you see the word mindfulness, but there's all sorts of other things. They're not always going to call it mindfulness because it's sneaky, it's tricky. Satan's trying to lead people astray with this and confuse people with it. So basically, anytime you see anything about focus on the breath, focus on this one thing, let go of thoughts. Anytime you see or hear anything about that, that is Satan's side of meditation. And we can spend a whole <laughs> we can spend a whole other podcast on yeah on meditation alone and and what that means and the implications of that and what exactly are you it's like you empty
0: your mind right does it feel that way it's like it's like what yoga is saying what these guys are saying is that they're saying, empty your mind of any, any thoughts that you might have. I mean, I've heard that for sure, you know, focus on your breath, mm-hmm. you know, relax your mind. And they're, they're basically saying, I'm always telling people on the podcast, we've become so open minded that our brains have fallen out, right? What? And, and uh, we allow anything to come in. And it almost seems to me that if you empty your mind, what you're really saying is, I'm wiping my mind clean and I'm allowing something else to come in. Well, right. And people might think, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with, you know, letting
1: go of thoughts and focusing on things. But I'm going to tell you guys, this is this meditation, this type of meditation is, is my very first thing that I was instructed to do learn and to master in order to open myself as a receiver to the spiritual realm and be able to communicate with spirits wow. is is this type of meditation um is is the ty- and that was my those were my first instructions focus on the breath let go of any thoughts mm. and 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 that's again it's a path that takes you somewhere it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's harmful. At first it seems harmless. It seems healthy. It seems good. Just like when Eve saw the fruit, she saw that it was good for eating she wasn't trying to, you know, disrupt uh forever <laughs> you know she wasn't trying right, to introduce right. evil into the world she saw with her eyes that it looked good and it looked harmless and that's exactly what this uh, this meditation practices are too they it, it it looks healthy of course like why wouldn't you want to focus your thoughts there's nothing wrong of course we think about focusing on the breath and just doesn't it make me feel again like doesn't it make me feel peaceful but nowhere in the word of god Will you ever find the Lord instructing you to let go of your thoughts and to clear your mind? No, he says, focus on your mind because the Lord knows Satan's tactics. This is training on the path to open to the dark spiritual realm.
0: Wow. And in fact, God's instruction, as you said a few minutes ago, are completely antithetical. You know, the new age instruction, Eastern mysticism, Eastern religion will tell you that meditation is emptying your mind. But mm-hmm. God says that he wants us to fill our minds with thoughts about him. I loved what you said earlier. It's, it's one of the uh, the core things that we study always at MomStrong International is that God is not willing to share his glory with anyone else. God is resolutely mm-hmm. committed to his own glory. And he wants us to be filling our minds with thoughts of him. So what does that look like? So describe that for listeners who are saying, I, I want to learn God's way of meditation, the Lord's instruction on meditation. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, the very first thing is to
1: let's, let's look at scriptures. What is, what does Jesus tell us about how he wants us to to pray to him and to seek him. He wants us to look at his words. So what that looks like practically is maybe getting up in the morning, you know, set your alarm, even 10 minutes early, 20 minutes early, a half an hour early, if you can, and and get up and spend time praying to him um you know just pour out your heart to the lord and and talk to him like you would a friend and reading his bible meditating on his words so what that would look like is is reading and and reading it and thinking about it not just like reading it repeatedly um instead of just uh okay here's the difference Heidi if you are going to do you know cuz cuz i was told in my meditation instruction They try to make it sound like it's religion neutral. And so they'll say, oh, you can plug Jesus in. Just, you know, pick out a Bible verse and meditate on that over and over and over and over. Here's the difference. If you pick out a Bible verse or even the Lord's Prayer or whatever it may be, and you just say it over and over and over and over and over and over, and you're not thinking about the words, you're not thinking about what it means. The point is just to say it over and over and over and let go of all other thoughts. That's not the Lord's meditation. The Lord's meditation would say, "Okay, look at this verse. Let's let's take it apart. Let's think about this. Let's pine over it. Let's look at oh, this word in this verse. That's let's study it. Let's study it exactly. Let's go back to the Hebrew word and see if we can get any more, um, you know, any more meaning out of it. It's studying and thinking about it, and then maybe later in the day, you know, you have a situation and that verse immediately pops to mind and it helps you." through whatever struggle, you know, just came about. That's what the Lord, that's what the Lord's meditation is. It's reading and thinking about, and then it's in your mind so that, uh, you know, the the meaning is
0: in the mind, not just the words. Um, Does that make sense? Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. When I think of that, because it, it reminds me of Second Timothy, right? Chapter 2, verse 15, we learn this verse as children, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. God is saying, study the word, study it because we want to be able to rightly to understand it. And we understand it through studying, not through saying something over and over and over again, and trying to empty our mind of things. I love that you have have pointed that out for parents. I think it's so important. One, one last thing before we're finished today, and I want to, and then I want to just let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, Talk to the parent who either the, either the mom has been engaged in yoga and her kids have seen her do it. And she's just now going, I got to knock this off. Like this isn't actually good. Or a mom who has, or parents even, who have felt like, I'm just going to kind of take, I'm going to back off a little bit during the teen years and let my kids have a lot more freedom and just, uh, and I want to say, I'm not against giving our children freedom. I'm a grandmother now. I have a 27 year old all the way down to eight years old. Uh, But I will tell you, there is a, a healthy balance between helicopter parenting and being wise and discerning on behalf of your children. What are some signs that parents can look for? that they may need to get more involved in the heart issues that their kids are wrestling with? Sure. Great, great
1: questions. Um, First thing is I would definitely recommend do not back off on your teens. Do not just give them space because that is where, I mean, it's important to be respectful, of course, but to just back off and let them have free reign. This is a time where they need you to be pouring in they need you to be leading them and guiding them and pointing them repeatedly back to the word of god um they they need you when they face um you know tough things or they want to and maybe they're being pulled away with feelings of like wanting to feel cool uh some warning signs would be uh you know you can tell when your child has a rebellious heart (laughs) if you're starting to see signs of a rebellious heart Check their friends and you might be the bad guy for saying, you know what, honey, these friends aren't good for you. You know, I I would just also take it to the Lord and say, Lord, get on your knees before him and say, I need wisdom in this. I need you to meet me in this because, uh, each situation is so different. But the Lord, if you seek him diligently, he will answer you. He is so faithful and he will, he'll give you the right steps to take for your child, but I would just recommend do not let them figure it out for themselves. That is, that's a sure path to a lot of hurt. And uh, they might think that that's what they want. And it might be easier on you because that makes the fights a lot easier. (laughs) But uh, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to parent. We're not called to be their friend. We're not called for it to be easy. We're called to point them to, to Christ. Um, that's what I would say to the parent. Again, go back to prayer. Go back to the word of God. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as the mom who has been doing yoga, guys, don't beat yourself up about this. Satan has been masking this in our culture. That's why I'm doing this. You know, in 1 Timothy 4.1, the spirit clearly says that in later days, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now, I'm not saying you're to the point where you're abandoning the faith by any means, but this is his. Plan guys, he's, he's deceiving. Don't beat yourself up about it. I was doing yoga, you know, a decade ago. <laughs> I was a huge proponent of it, you know, but then once we hear truth, then we change and we make, we take the right steps and we, we tell the Lord, I'm sorry, you know, thank you for showing me truth and, and just being real with our kids too. I think it's so important to be able to show our kids that, Hey, Mommy makes mistakes too. You know, this is what mommy was doing, but look at Jesus showed me that this is not a good path. Jesus showed me that this isn't going to bring me any closer to him. So I'm not going to do this anymore, you know, and, um, and just showing them that we can make mistakes because then we're training them by our example. Your kids are going to make mistakes too. They, you know, there's going to be things that Satan tries to deceive them with and you're modeling for them look when when jesus shows us something we make a change and then we don't do it anymore and i think what a great awesome uh opportunity to to train your children in that and um you know i just i just want us to go back to to the fact that the enemy is he prowls around like a roaring lion, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8. He's looking for people to devour. Let's not be those people. Let's not let our pride get in the way. Let's not say, uh, oh, not my type. You know, let's be on the side of the Lord and search his scriptures and be the people. You know, we mentioned on Friday, we mentioned on Friday, um, in 2 Corinthians eleven three 3 to 4, how uh, Paul is talking about how, Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning and how Paul was worried about these people. He said, I'm worried that your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And he goes on to say, you know, you put up with this stuff easily enough. Let's not be those who put up with this. Let's be those who say, thank you, Lord showing me your truth on this. Thank you for showing me scripture. Thank you for opening my eyes to the dark spiritual reality of this stuff. And let's stand for truth. You know, the Lord tells us in Ephesians 6, 10 to 12, our, 6, 10 to 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. He tells us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. He tells us to put on the full armor of God so we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. meditation, yoga. These are the devil's schemes of our days, guys. Satan is not going to light up a big red dance club looking demonic music in the background nightclub and say, hey, Christians, come on in because he knows it's not going to work. He makes it look appealing. He slippery slopes us away. And that's his plan the lord tells us our struggle isn't against flesh and blood guys it's against the rulers the authorities the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms this is satan's plan so i would just encourage all of us let's be the warriors for christ let's put on our armor let's seek the scripture let's repent if we've been doing something that we shouldn't even in innocence the Lord forgives us. He knows he wants you to be closer to him. And that's why I'm just so honored, Heidi, that you would have me here that, um, that I can just share some of the things that the Lord has revealed to me about yoga and about what his word has to say about it
0: well I have been really encouraged like I told you when we first met it's so eye-opening for me there have been there's just been a check on my spirit for a while and I'm hoping I can set the example for all of the moms and dads who are listening to this today who have had kind of a nah, 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 doesn't really matter attitude about this I think you've laid out a very compelling biblically sound argument that uh, yoga and Christianity do not mix and so I thank you so much uh, for being willing to share your story for coming on here and uh, encouraging listeners not just to be hearers of the word, but doers also. Jessica Smith, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks
1: so much for having me, Heidi. I so appreciate your ministry and always taking us back to the word of God. It's such an encouragement.
0: Thank you so much. For those of you who want more information about Jessica Smith and her ministry, you can find her at truthbehindyoga.com. Her book, The Shattering and Encounter with Truth is available on Amazon. I will link back to it in my Amazon store and also at the show notes today. If you want information, go to heidisaintjohn.com forward slash podcast. As always, I want to encourage you, please leave a review for the podcast over at iTunes. Share this with your friends. Help us to get this out to as many people as possible. And we want to encourage you again to join us at MomStrong International, where we are prioritizing the study of the Word of God. If you want more information on the ministry that is Heidi St. John, uh, you can support this ministry by reaching out to us at Firmly Planted Family and Heidi St. John Care of one 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 zero zero northeast 34th circle vancouver washington nine eight six eight two thanks for listening everybody for those of you who are in texas yeehaw i will see you in waco this weekend see you guys on wednesday for more encouragement visit me online at thebusymom.com